The Bird Show. All right, so in just a couple of seconds here, her husband wanted to miss their three-year-old's birthday so he could go to Vegas to watch the 49ers win the Super Bowl. Uh-oh. So what happened? Did he go to Vegas or not here in just a couple of seconds? All right, so if I asked you guys a quick question, Cass, get in on this also. When you're looking at your life, would you say that you are very satisfied? Would you say that you are somewhat satisfied or somewhat dissatisfied with the status of your life? Right in this moment? Right this second, as a general rule. I feel like somewhat satisfied is too... I, I need to be somewhere between totally satisfied and somewhat satisfied because I'm satisfied, but I would like a few tweaks. But I feel like that's more than somewhat satisfied. It's the women on the show that complicate these questions. <laughs> always. Always. Um, Here it is. You get very satisfied. You get somewhat satisfied. You get somewhat dissatisfied. I just want satisfied. <laughs> satisfied? Very. I feel like very satisfied is too confident. Like if I was very satisfied, I would have I'd be married to Riley Green and living <laughs> off his paychecks. No, she's accurate. You need one extra. I, I, I agree. I, 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 it's Gallup. It's not me. I'm not satisfied. It's, it's not me. Hey, ever once, I'm I not- was very satisfied until we started doing this. Now I am very dissatisfied. I'm with you. <laughs> for once, I'm going to uncomplicate it. Okay. Um, I can look at my life and I'm extremely grateful for what I have. And I would say I'm very satisfied. Good. Okay. I got my health. I got my husband. I have my child. And my child has his health. Um, I have a good job. I have a house over my head. I mean, I have food that's readily accessible. I have shelter that's like when I look at my life, my I I'm I'm fortunate. Cass? Well, I'm fortunate as well. Thank you for spelling that all out, Kristen. So now I feel like I have to say I'm no! very satisfied. <laughs> I'm somewhat satisfied. Somewhat satisfied. Mm-hmm. What could take you to next level? A lot. Like money, so I could travel the world with the kids and make it easier. I'd love to hire a nanny. Money, really, just mm. money. Money, okay. Yep. Saying um, somewhat dissatisfied would make me feel like I'm not being grateful for what I have. And saying very satisfied would make me feel how you said you felt, Bert, when you was praying and telling God how amazing life was. <laughs> and felt like he might get the wrong message there. Yeah. So, like, oh, so you're satisfied, huh? So I guess it's over. Exactly. Yeah. So you're going to get picked off when you walk across the street. Yes, yes. exactly. So <laughs> somewhat, somewhat satisfied. Wasn't that also the same moment you thought you were going to get eaten by alligators? Yes. Yep. And I was very, I, I was um, very fortunate that I didn't. Yeah. And I was feeling gratitude. Yeah. Um, so I felt like this was really, really sad. So this is a Gallup survey. And 47% said they feel very satisfied, down from 50. But even so, that's half people aren't very satisfied with their life. Mm-hmm. I, it's kind of sad. That is sad. Right? It is sad. It's hard out there, man. I think it's a lot of people. I think if you asked on specific categories, you would get different answers. Yeah. Like, I think for me, if you asked about my job, I genuinely can say very satisfied. It's other areas of my life. But I think when you're in a job that you don't like or doing work that's cyclical and you're not enjoying it, that can push down the quality of your life yeah, and lead sure. you to answer that way. Yeah. I mean, all of them have to sort of be working together for it to to feel very satisfied. But I, I I guess you could look at it like, all right, half people are really, really happy with their mm-hmm. lives. But when you look at it, the other half is just like, this is it. I mean, if you're dealing with somebody like that, like you've gone through a divorce and you're having somebody that's making life difficult with co-parenting. Yeah. I mean, there's just like a million reasons right. why life can be kind of meh. All right, so let's circle back with this couple. She was not happy with the hubby who was going to miss their kid's third birthday because he wanted to go to watch the Super Bowl in Vegas. But he had good reason. (laughs) It's stories like this that make me happy that I'm a single lady right now because right now she's in, or she was in a fight with her husband and it's all having to do with the Super Bowl. So he is like a massive 49ers fan. And a lot of it has to do with the fact that he and his dad really bonded over their love for this team. I mean, so much so that when his dad passed away about six weeks ago, he was literally buried in a 49ers uniform. That is how committed they were to the team. So he really wants to, wanted to go to Vegas to see them play in the Super Bowl. They had the money. They were able to do it. But their son's third birthday was the day before the Super Bowl. They've been planning it for months. And so she's like, I don't know what to do. Do I let him go and miss this monumental birthday, the big three, or do I let him go to the Super Bowl and see his team play against the Kansas City Chiefs? See, and the only thing, the only saving grace here was like, dude just passed away. This is the thing. Like, I come from a family like this also that I just didn't bond a lot with my dad growing up. 
mostly because he wasn't really down with being a dad. Um, but <laughs> <laughs> the few times that we did were over sports, yeah. right? So it, at least in my world, that would have been a very big deal. So I can understand when his dad passed away, like the one thing that they had that was really connecting him was this team. I, I would have pushed the three-year-old's birthday also. But everybody was coming into town. Yeah, I would have did the same thing. Update reads, so at first, I was adamant about not letting my husband go, especially with all our relatives in town and everything planned for our son's birthday. However, as we talked more, I began to understand even more about how important this was to him. In the end, I decided this was a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity for my husband. Our son will have many more birthdays, and he will be surrounded by friends and family to celebrate, even if his dad isn't there for the party. So, my husband did end up going to Vegas for the Super Bowl. The birthday celebration went on as planned. We, of course, didn't tell our son that daddy had something more special to go to. (laughs) Instead, we told our son that his third birthday was so special that daddy wanted his own special party with him because daddy didn't want to share the day with anyone else. You can get get away with this right now because your kids aren't smart yet. (laughs) And at three, they're never going to remember this. Nope. We told him that in a few days, he and daddy would have a super special celebration just for the two of them. It seemed to make him even more excited about his birthday. So it all worked out. Thanks again. Except for well, the fact yeah, that 49ers yeah, did. It didn't work all out. Not at all, actually. Your husband might have a different response to that. Yeah, I wonder if he regrets he regrets going to the Super Bowl now that uh, the 49ers have completely uh, choked. Would you regret going if your team lost? No. No, well, it's different for me because uh, the teams I root for traditionally are really, really crappy. He's got he's a, a 49ers fan. They've got five Super Bowls, right? <laughs> so at some point or another, they're going to turn around and they're going to play. But I, I wouldn't be bummed. I I saw those uh, Super Bowl ticket prices. If I went and the Cowboys <laughs> lost, I would be pissed. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I would regret it. I, I I have to say I would too because I went. Um, w- We've been to a couple of March Madnesses and went to the Final Four mm. and made it to the championship game and lost pathetically, and it, it, it was not a good feeling. It does suck <laughs> leaving that stadium when you're, your yes. team loses, Especially man. when you look at your bank statement and see how much you pay for them yes. tickets. Yeah. yeah. Should have went to my son's birthday party. <laughs> the Bird Show. Right, let me ask you guys a question, and I don't have all of the details on it, but I was really... I think because I come from a family of toxicity and a family of cutoffs that sometimes my default is, hey, if your family is giving you that hard a time, maybe you can like take a little bit of a break just to get to the healthy side of things. So let me just, I've got a guy friend that has been married for, let's say, six, seven years, right? And he comes from a very religious background. The family that he um, married into, very religious also. Everybody loves each other. The chemistry has been fantastic. It is one big, happy, working family. Except he found out about six months ago she's been cheating on him. (gasps) All right? So... They've gone through therapy together. This dude's heart, he's so betrayed. I think he feels a lot like I would also. I mean, trust is a really big issue. And feeling like that deep or that big of a fool, I think my heart would just get shut off. Because apparently the the affair has been going on for a long time, right? So he confides in his parents and he tells the entire family, like, I don't think I can do this. In fact, I know I'm going to file for divorce. I just, I can't do this anymore. And now for six months, they have been peppering this dude to stay in the marriage. Like... Um, really pressuring him hard to stay in, even though he goes from mom to dad to auntie to uncle. None of them are supporting him in the way he's feeling about it and are sort of ostracizing him and going to her and saying, like, we're doing everything we can to keep this thing together for you. But uh, the loyalties now seem a really screwed up. I mean, how lonely does one have to feel to have to like to go right. through that when you're leaning on your family to support you and one of the toughest decisions you've ever made and they're basically turning their backs on you saying, yeah, we can't support you because we don't agree with what you're doing. And not only that, but going to the wife 
And oh, like wow. almost saying like we can't talk him in, into he he's just not thinking clearly here. You guys are such a great couple. We understand that you're the one that stepped out of the marriage. However, you guys should still keep it together. I would feel a bit betrayed in that in that case by my family if I were in that situation. And as close as I am to my family and as much as I love and honor their opinions on my life, at the end of the day, I think they know I'm going to do what I want. And you have to be in that relationship every day. You have to do the forgiving and the constant, like, trying to get through it. They're not going to be there every step mm-hmm. of the way. So for me... It would be irrelevant what their opinions were. Yeah, I mean, this is heartbreaking. And I think this is one of those situations where you just have to recognize that their loyalty to your marriage is right now trumping their loyalty to their to their relationship with mm-hmm. you. And that's sad. And I think it's going to take probably years for them to get over the fact that you are going to do what's best for you. And in this case, I completely agree. It does seem like the best course of action is for you to get divorced. Because the last thing you want to do is to feel isolated in your marriage and also isolated within your family. So this is the start of a very long road, but I also think it's the right road to go down. I think when you have uh, toxic families members who or families who are acting in toxic ways, there's a pivotal moment in your relationship that sort of breaks it where you're like, I'm out, I'm out, I'm done. And it doesn't mean you cut them off, but it just sort of means you distance yourself. And I think it is isolating and very lonely. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't mean that the relationship is fractured forever. But in a way, I think it can be very freeing as well if you make that step, like just allowing somebody else's opinions to weigh you down, especially when you care about them so much. And it's Mm. supposed to be the group who has your back no matter what. And all of a sudden they don't. But if you can get to that point where you're like, screw it, whatever. You know what? That's their opinion. Not going to deal with it. They don't have my back. I don't need them anymore. And you find your other family. I think that can be freeing and it can help with, I guess, perspective a little bit. This would be such a pivotal moment in my relationship with my family, though, when I really needed you more than any other time that not only did you like see my side of things and just wanted me to be happy, but you actually took the extra steps to support my significant other or my wife that was cheating on me. I don't know that I could get over that. Now, that's a permanent record thing. That's a permanent record thing, right? Mm-hmm. I couldn't get over it. My, my dad was all, he always preached that to the family. Like, regardless of how much I love your significant other, the moment they are not your significant uh-huh. other, I am with you, period. That's the way that it goes. There's no way around that. So, yeah, I, I couldn't get past that type of betrayal. Yeah, it's a kind of betrayal that cuts deep because if your own family isn't standing by you, I think mm-hmm. psychologically you're going to start to believe, well, who will? If everybody is siding with everybody else in this situation, I... I would cut off my family. At least for a little while. Yeah. I I don't think like it has to be permanent, but, and then I felt so bad. Like who else do you turn turn to? If you can't turn to your family for something like that, who else should you be able to turn to? I guess you got friends, but that's a temporary breakup for me with the family. Blocked. Absolutely. The Bird Show. Time to get buzzed on the hot goss from Hollywood with Abby. It's the Bird Show's entertainment buzz. The network scrapped Cardi B's $14 million Super Bowl commercial, all because of one scene. So what actually played was a 30-second commercial for a plumping lip gloss, and a 30-second ad is $7 million. So it was originally supposed to be uh, 60 seconds, which would have been $14 million. And even the shorter version was a little spicy. Feel the pumping power. New duck pump gloss from NYX Professional Makeup. And then at the second half of the original ad that was supposed to air, the reason they scrapped it is because guys were using the plumping power of the lip gloss to plump a little something else. <laughs> and we're live wondering why men put duck plump where it should not go. We've got another duck plumper. What is wrong with you guys? A duck plump makes your lips bigger. <laughs> Nothing else. Do you think it worked though? It's a lip gloss. I'm sorry. <laughs> Was it plumper? Did anyone see? It's for your lips. <laughs> they put it where? Why? <laughs> I mean, you're already a little sticky down there, so why not? Are we? <laughs> no. I'm not sticky. You shouldn't be. I'm not sticky. <laughs> <laughs> you have a problem if you are. Hanging out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> These men facts that you give daily are hilarious. You, you, are you not thinking what... <laughs> I'll explain after the break. Anyway. Okay. All right. I'm not sticking down. Um, you know, you're not even a little crusty? 
Huh? Okay. What? <laughs> what is happening? <laughs> I think I get where you're going with Thank it. God. So Somebody, Cassie always comes in clutch. Ca- Cassie and I have the same brain. Anyway, they had to scrap it. I'm utterly confused. Me too. We'll move on. <laughs> Me too. I, so Kanye West also had I'm glad your voice over. Because if the guys you're seeing are what? Crusty and sticky. <laughs> and sticky down there. Yeah. It's time for you to reevaluate. Yeah. Isn't that right? That's why we're staying away from the boys. So Kanye West also bought a 30-second ad that only aired in select markets, which is why I didn't see it. But there were a couple of people that recorded this and put it on TikTok. Kanye West spent what could have been $7 million for a 30-second ad. And by the looks of it, he spent a little bit too much on the ads because he had only enough to use his iPhone to record this advertisement. Hey, y'all, this is Gay, and this is my commercial. And since we spent all the money on the commercial spot, we actually didn't spend any money on the actual commercial. But the idea is I want you to go to easy.com, Right at the bottom of the screen, and I got some shoes, and mm, that's it. There was literally no effort. It was him, his iPhone, and <laughs> his his ad libbed script. It's a little genius. Seven million dollars to get that off. I'm curious, though. It was only in select markets, so okay. let's say it wasn't seven million. Yeah. Let's say it was four million dollars. That is trash. Certainly, certainly making me go to the website and see what's well, up. <laughs> <laughs> you and probably 10 other people. I don't think that one was it. Yeah. Not for that amount of money. No. So the DoorDash commercial that we had been talking about in previous days, you know how they were, they weren't going to spend money on like a full ad. They were just going to do a contest to give one person all the mm. things that you spotted in a Super Bowl ad. Well, shout out to one of my friends who stayed to the end to watch it because DoorDash ended up flashing a commercial to give you a promo code to take to their website to enter for a chance to win these prizes. And the promo code was 2,000 characters. What? I was trying. Wow. It is so long. I'm going to flip around my screen. Can it, it is like two paragraphs long, this promo code. I had to copy. I don't know how she copied this down, but she sent me a text, and I was like, perfect. I'm is right. that legit? Legit. It's like the, the, the promo code, I'll read the first couple of sentences, if you will. It says, DoorDash, all the ads, 2024 promo code. DoorDash can DoorDash pretty much anything. A new Kia EV9, Reese's peanut butter M&M's. Hope you have a DVR fan duel, Dynamite, Mountain Dew, Baja Blast, BMW, i5, Popeye's Chicken, YouTube TV, Oreo Dove, Live Dash Love. Hope you're not missing anything doors. I am not going to read all this, but you get the idea. More of Baja <laughs> Blast. Anyone? Mayonnaise. So it's clever. I get it because they're <laughs> effectively like slimming down the amount of people who will do that. But if you're smart, you know how to use tech. That's very easy. You just take a picture of it with your iPhone and you can copy paste mm-hmm. text from photos on iPhone now. Ah, dang yep. it. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> so guess who's in the running to get a Kia EV9 and a Volkswagen and a BMW i5? Me, because <laughs> I copied it. and pasted it into the uh, the little text box. So just, shout out DoorDash. Hopefully, you give you a good payday. Just share the Popeye's chicken with me. That's all <laughs> I, I will for sure. All right, one of the most popular Super Bowl commercials is catching some heat for possibly stealing a TikToker's content idea. It's on your next eBuzz on the Burt Show. The Burt Show. I don't know if I'm on this emotional roller coaster because I'm trying to wean off the effects of the last couple of weeks. But I found myself tight in the chest on the brink of tears even before the Super Bowl started yesterday. Did you guys see the commercial on the NFL when the parents were talking about their kids that were playing in the end? In the Super Bowl? No, I didn't. No. Oh, my God. It was so good. How they were talking about how, like, ah, oh, to me, he's still my little boy, but here he is playing in the NFL. Oh, it was so incredible. And then there was another one. Did you see um, when they brought uh, the team out from Hawaii yeah. that had mm. that devastation in Lahaina? So <laughs> I felt like... Um, and I don't know if it's like typical or more, more so than the past, but a lot of a lot of commercials went for the heart, went for the emotion yeah. this year. So I th- I read an article uh, I think in Forbes. Why do I sound hoity-toity uh, <laughs> last week that said that uh, commercials now and uh, businesses are so scared of uh, getting any kind of backlash at all because of how 
PC we've become that tearing on the heartstrings or is probably the route to go. And it looked like to me like it was like three hours of that. Yeah, it was like every commercial break, there was at least one that was trying to make you ball. I couldn't. Were you guys confused by the Jesus commercial? Oh, I, my gosh. I, I thought it was a, ba- a commercial for Band-Aids at first. <laughs> With the washing of the feet? <laughs> I didn't see it. So it was a commercial, which I, I guess to fill you in on the Jesus lore, the night or the night before he was crucified, he washed his uh, disciples' feet as like an act of subservience and um, just like ser- servitude. And so, like don't honor me. I honor you. Yes. So I'm going to wash your feet, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so there was a whole commercial where it was like depicting different scenes that I guess you, you would have seen, you know, throughout like life in 2024. So there's like, there's somebody getting their feet washed outside of a Planned Parenthood clinic. And it, it's just a bunch of those different types of scenes. And then at the end, it's like, Jesus didn't teach hate. He washed feet, which if you know nothing about Christianity, <laughs> you're just like, what the hell? <laughs> what do you mean he washed feet? It's, it's like they were trying to preach to a bigger audience while just preaching to the choir. I couldn't figure out what was going on. I legitimately, I'm like, why are they showing so many people with cuts on their feet? No. <laughs> I, 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 I thought for sure it was going to be a band-aid. <laughs> All right, Abby, so you got some questions about family here. Either show up or don't. Well, yeah, I mean, if you know anything about my family, which you don't, which is why I'm going to tell you now, is that me and my brother have a very estranged relationship. He does his thing, I do my thing, but I know that if I'm getting a text or a call from, from him, I know that there is one thing he's going to ask me. So a little bit of a backstory. Me and my brother weren't very, like, close growing up. We never really bonded as siblings do, but every now and then we'll have a, a fun little kiki moment. Like we, we have things that we'll bond over. Like we both love old fashioned. So over the weekend I texted him and I was like, Hey, I'm looking at this old fashioned on Yelp.com. Do you think this looks good? I know we only like it a certain way. And he was like, don't get the old fashioned. I was like, okay. So a couple weekends ago, he gives me a call and I'm like, Oh, I know this could only be for one thing. Cause he only reaches out to me when he needs one piece of advice. And it always has to be something girl related, which I find very interesting because Mm -hmm. it's like he becomes a completely different person. Like we go from not talking for months. Like I see him at all the major holidays and then all of a sudden I get a call from him and it's like he wants to divulge the most vulnerable part Mm. of his life. So I get a call from him a couple weekends ago. He's like, Abby, I'm seeing this new girl. I really like her. She's really great. Blah, 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 blah. What should I do? And I'm sitting there and I'm just overthinking it to the nth degree because I'm like, this might be the one time I hear from him in the next six months. <laughs> Don't screw it up. If this doesn't work out, he's going to blame it on me. So I'm sitting there texting him and I'm like, oh, you should you should say this to her. Oh, I've just stalked her Instagram profile. I see that she's really into turtles. Maybe like do a little turtle emoji so she thinks it's like fate or something. And don't forget to text her right at like 444 because if she's into like, uh, like woo-woo astrology, she'll think. Mm-hmm. It's a sign. Numerology. <laughs> She'll think it's a sign. So I'm giving him all this advice. And I'm just sitting there praying to God. I'm like, I hope this relationship never ends so that I can continue to talk to my brother forever. And then I always know when the relationship ends because then I stop hearing from him. Uh-huh. So last week I was like, I'm sitting there. It's like 2 p.m. I'm waiting for my little text from my brother to be like, what's he going to ask me about this girl now? And there, it's just dead silent. So I'm like, let me send him a text. So I send him the question about the old fashioned and I don't hear anything from him. And I call my mom and I'm like, oh, God, <laughs> they broke up. They're not <laughs> dating anymore. But it is the one time I will hear from him is just if it's. If it's if it's for a girl, and I wish he would call me for other things, but I don't know how to get him to do that. Yeah, I'm always a little nervous about asking you about your relationship with your brother because I always kind of feel like you're on brink of tears. No, I'm fine. Okay, so can I? I can, <laughs> so I can ask. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Please say that. Oh, that was so I can ask you or I should yes, not? Yes, you can ask me. Okay. So are there things that you will reach out to him for to try to keep some kind of connection or, and how does it make you feel when in, in this one area he hits you up but in no other areas? Well, it's it's kind of an honor because to me, for him to open up about women or girls, to me, that's a very vulnerable thing. Like I never go to him for guy advice, mainly because he wouldn't have any, but <laughs> to me, that's like a very, um, it's like a very like sensitive thing to talk about. You know what I mean? It's not like he's texting me about Taylor Swift or artists or anything. It's like a personal part of his life. Mm -hmm. So when he texts me with those things, I feel really, really honored. I think for me, I don't, I, 
I've kind of realized that if I text him, I'm usually not going to get a text back. Or if I am, it's going to be like hours later. So I just kind of accept what he's willing to give. Good for you. And that's kind of how we've sustained our relationship. And that's just kind of what I realized. Mm-hmm. It, it, it is what it is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's what I've... Uh, I'm used to accepting the bare minimum for men, so this is really nothing new. (laughs) Is this a mostly brother-sister relationship, like pretty typical, or do you think yours is different? I think it's, well, it depends. Like, uh, most of my friends, weirdly enough, I don't know if this is like a trend, but all my friends have sisters. So I don't know if I'm like a, I'm drawn to people who are really good at female relationships because I grew up mainly around like men. I grew, grew up around like a lot of boy cousins and I grew up around my brothers. So I'm m- more used to communicating with men, just like very like short sentences and grunts and, you know, n- not used to like a lot of like emotional talk. From what I know about other people's relationships with their brothers, they, it's not as, estranged, if you will. Mm-hmm. In an ideal world, would you guys talk every week? Maybe maybe not every week because I don't even really talk to... I talk to my mom every day, but she's like the only person I consistently keep contact with. For my brother, I would like to hear from him like, you know, maybe a text once a week. We don't need to hop on the phone, mm-hmm. but if he sends me like a little meme where it's like, ha ha, laugh funny, like we could... I would be nice to, mm-hmm. to kiki with him a little bit more and just know that he cares about me. You and your brother <laughs> have never had this kind of relationship, right? You guys have always been close. Yeah, I mean... and. Yes, I say we're close. We don't talk every day. We don't even talk every week. Sometimes we don't talk every other week. And I mean, that's just life when you're, when you have a career, when you have multiple kids, like stuff like that happens. But we do go out of the way. Like when I go, I go home to Kentucky multiple times a year and spend time with him, spend time with my niece and nephews. Uh, We have a family vacation. We try to do a family vacation once a year. So we have a family vacation lined up in in May. So we're all going to get to see each other. Um, we are we are tight. It it is different than what um, Abby and her brother have. I feel like, and I don't want to speak on your brothers, uh, the relationship you have with your brother. I just feel like my brother and I, um, it's a little easier. It, yeah, it comes. It's it it comes a little. It, it's it's less complicated. Yes, it's less complicated and it's a little easier. Yes, it's it's. I would describe it as complicated because there's love there. Like I know he cares about me mm-hmm. and I cared like deeply about him. But I don't know if it's just like the way that we're raised or like maybe we both have issues with just relationships. Period. And so when those two awkwardness kind of come together, it's just sort of weird. But um, I. Every time I get that call from him and every time there's a girl in his life, I do kind of see a little bit of a light at the end of the tunnel. Like, this is how normal people behave in their (laughs) relationships with their siblings. Like, it feels so great. And and so, um, yeah, I'm hoping he finds another girl soon. (laughs) uh, Did your parents make sure that it had to be a priority for you to stay connected to your sisters? Yes. And I would say, like, um, and more so the earlier times of our relationship because I'm it's a little different for me because I'm so much older than my sisters I'm like 10 years older and 13 years older so I think in the beginning when I when we were like younger that was important to my mom that I was that kind of older brother that was there that was around that was communicating but throughout the years we've always remained close to the point where when we see each other it never changes but the communication always changes sometimes mm-hmm. there's phases in life where we'll speak like uh, once a week sometimes it'll only be a couple times a month depending on what everybody's individually going through but the communication has always kind of been inconsistent but the love and the connection is always the same same the bird show it is black history month and the bird show wants to help you celebrate your excellence if you are a black owned business we want to help out so all you have to do is go to the um click on we want to help your black business and then you'll see a form that you fill out and then next week we're going to be highlighting some of those black businesses so it's just free advertising on all of our stations and our podcast just by going to the happy black history month all right, let's get Nora on here, who, who we spent some time with last week, um, texting her boyfriend to say, hey, I know Valentine's Day is right around the corner. We got this new relationship, but I don't think that I'm going to be able to spend Valentine's Day with you. And it actually ended up being all right. Hey, Nora. Hi. Hi, guys. How are you doing? Good. Thank you. Okay, so for those that didn't hear that initial call, can you sort of recap what our assignment was with texting tutor? Yeah, I wanted help because um, my new boyfriend made some special surprise plans for me for Valentine's Day. Um, At the same time, my best friend, she broke up with her boyfriend um, of many years, and she's, like, really stressed out. It's not, it was not a good breakup, and I just kind of want to be there for her, too, on Valentine's Day. 
I feel bad. And um, just wanted to cheer her up a bit. So I was a little torn with what to do. And you guys helped me text him and see if I should maybe cancel. And um, it ended up working out that I could see him in the afternoon and evening for whatever he has planned and still have the day free so I could spend some time with her too. Yeah, when we got off the phone with you, everything seemed great. Fantastic. Uh, it seemed like it was very successful. I didn't even know that we would be following up with you. So what happened over the weekend? <laughs> well, um, she, my friend didn't have the best weekend. Um, I'm still really excited for Wednesday. And I have Wednesday and Thursday off. So I'm really looking forward to what these surprise plans are. I don't know what they are yet. Um, but my friend had a really bad weekend because... Over the weekend, we found out on through Instagram, actually, that um, her ex is, like, already dating someone else. Mm-hmm. It's, like, really soon because they only broke up a couple weeks ago. And after, like, these guys were in a relationship for many years, and it was really serious. So it seems really sudden to move on. And it, it just seemed like... He was even trying to rub it in her face a bit because he basically documented the entire weekend with this girl on his stories. And he's just not even one to usually post like that. So, I mean, she was a wreck. So I spent most of the weekend with her. And, you know, she mentioned Valentine's Day. And I said I would be available to, like, spend some time with her maybe go for brunch or something, hopefully make it better. And uh, I just wanted you guys to know, because I, I was feeling stressed, like m- maybe I had to backtrack and cancel completely. Um, but she declined the offer. Like She said she's going to take a few days off and she's going to visit her sister. Mm-hmm. Her sister lives like, she lives like out of town, kind of in a cabin. It's really remote and it's just kind of off the grid a bit. So... She basically told me she's going to just disconnect and, like, totally avoid the holiday completely. I guess it's a great idea. Yeah, no phones or anything. So now I don't, you know, I won't be seeing her that day at all, but I know that she's going to be taken care of and and hopefully not on Instagram at all. (laughs) I mean, you you would really have to work hard. To not be reminded that it's Valentine's Day on Valentine's Day. It would be no social media, uh, nothing on TV, because then you got all those commercials on TV. Also, it's sincere isolation. Mm-hmm. If I'm you, I'm going to try to convince your friend to just block him, period, on Instagram, yeah. especially if he's going out of his way to rub yeah. it in your face. That That's not helping. I'd have to look around, stick around and see that. That's such a good point right there also, because I know a lot of people that will hang on to that social media-wise. You can isolate yourself, somebody. From somebody. You certainly can do that um, if you are ready to do it and have no idea what's going on in their life. I completely agree. But here's the thing. Every time I've told my friends to do that, they just end up unblocking them. You know what I mean? It's just it's an easy button on Instagram where you block them and you don't have to see it. But then you get a, get a couple glasses of wine in you. Huh. And you get a little lonely. And you're in the bathroom crying by yourself. And you're like, let me just unblock him. Let me just see what he's doing. <laughs> let me let me just add on to this one for one second here, Nora, before we let you go. Um, when somebody is broken up with also, and they are trying to isolate themselves away from that situation, the worst thing you can do as a friend or a listener is to uh, give updates on your ex. Because I would really, I, I am strategic about it. So you might think that you're doing a favor and you're not. <laughs> okay. Yeah. All right. Hey, That's a very important PSA. Yes, yeah. sir. Okay. Uh-huh. Your true friends know not to do that. Uh-huh. Yes. I yeah. All right. Mm-hmm. Um, so for Nora's friend, uh, I would say you probably don't want to do that also. Yeah. Let her handle it the way she wants and don't get all like yeah. dramatic. Like, oh, my God, you know, your dude is going out with somebody already. <laughs> she don't want to know that. No way. She doesn't want to know no, that. Not no. necessary. Yeah. Right. We should uh, all just block him and move on, I think. <laughs> for sure. Oh. For sure. All right, Nora. Thank you for the update. Thanks so much. Bye-bye. The Bird Show. All right, so what does it say about a woman if she just never wants her significant other or husband to see her without any makeup on? Ever. I don't know what it says about her. I don't know what it says about the relationship. Now, to each their own, whatever works in your relationship, whatever makes you happy. I watched this video and I'm like, this is exhausting. So it's it comes from... um. 
an account called Faves by Ash. And to paint the picture, it starts dark and then a light comes on. She's leaning over from her side of the bed and she turns the light on. So she's in bed. And what she's going to detail is what she does after her husband goes to sleep. Okay. Come with me to take my makeup off while my husband's still sleeping. I do this every single night. I wait for him to fall asleep and then I sneak out of bed and take my makeup off and then I get right back in bed like nothing happened. I really don't mind doing this because I love that my husband still thinks I'm as beautiful as I was on our wedding day every single day. I show him respect and love by looking my best every single time that he sees me and I just feel good about doing it this way. I can't believe that some people just don't wear makeup around their significant others. That is just crazy to me. Even though I lose out on a lot of sleep every single night because I have to get up, take my makeup off, go back to bed, and then wake up early to put it back on, the trade is all worth it to me. All that I care about is that my husband thinks I'm beautiful. Oh, boy, there's so many red flags here. I'm, it's Whoa, a lot to unpack, right? I feel so bad for her. Now, again, it's this weird line because it's like, okay, whatever works for you in your relationship, whatever makes you happy. I just don't know... Some things can make people happy and also be slightly unhealthy at the same time. And I feel like this is one of them. It, it seems exhausting. I mean, th- that's how I would take I mean, he didn't ask for this, right? No, uh-uh. This is just her doing. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know why you would want to do that. At least for me, being in a relationship where I'm happy, like I want to be that comfortable with somebody where mm-hmm. they see me at my, I guess, my worst or not my best. And I feel like I can be that person with that person. That's a whole part of it for me. I feel like in a lot of cases when I've been in this situation before and I'm really into a girl or you're into or love that. When you tell her that she's just as pretty, if not prettier, without her makeup on to you, that women fight guys on that. They just don't believe it. And in my world with the guys that I know, they think you are just as beautiful, if not more beautiful, without makeup on. I swear, but women don't want to buy that. It's not that we don't want to buy that. It's just literally every magazine and TV ad and commercial has been telling us the opposite since the beginning of time. And then we show up to work with no makeup on and we get told (laughs) by bosses that we look tired and are we okay? So you may be true, true, but we are programmed to Uh not believe you. Um, I used to be like this with the no makeup, though, with an old boyfriend. I never let him see me without makeup on at all for over a year. And it was an insecurity thing. Sure. I just didn't think I was pretty enough. So when I hear somebody doing that, she ends her saying that she always wants the boyfriend or the husband to see her as beautiful. Mm-hmm. She's just insecure. It, make, it makes me sad for her. If you guys look at yourselves in the mirror without makeup on, do you guys think that you're beautiful? I think I might. Just yeah, I. Yeah, I mean, there are some, it, it, honestly, it depends on the day. There are some days, and I don't wear makeup into the studio at all, even though we have cameras filming our every move, mm. and it gets posted to Facebook. It gets posted to Instagram. It gets posted to TikTok. My bare face is out there because I'm flipping tired, and I'm not going to get up <laughs> early to put on some makeup. And there are some times I look at those videos, and I'm like, crusty. Yes, right. And then there are other times I'm like, no. So yeah, no. I think I'm. I think I'm all right. Do I think as far as on from an outside, like an aesthetic uh, beauty, do I look better with makeup on? Yes, Mm -hmm. absolutely. Yeah, I'm the same way. It depends on the day, but I mean, I given the option between Abby with makeup and Abby without makeup, I think Abby with makeup looks better 10 times over. And that's like that's the whole point. I wouldn't spend all this money on makeup if Mm -hmm. I didn't think I looked better with it. Mm Yeah, I think I look like Mr. Clean with hair. No, I do. Well, because I have blonde eyelashes and blonde (laughs) eyebrows, so you really can't see anything. So I look like Mr. Clean with hair. I'm not a huge fan. Some days I'll be like, oh, it looks nice. Mm -hmm. It's fine. Um, It's more just I learn to accept it and stop caring. Mm -hmm. For me personally, it speaks so much about a woman that can be comfortable in her own skin without makeup on. When I see pictures online without makeup on, I've told you guys before, I think the hottest look for a a woman is at the end of the day on the beach when her hair is just all completely messed up. There's no makeup on. There's no shower. There's no nothing. To me, in the most natural, that is the most beautiful. I agree with you. I, I thought it was, um, I loved seeing Alicia Keys not have makeup on. Yeah. performing at the Super Bowl because she's been really adamant about that, just being natural. I, I love that. I mean, I'm, I'm cool either way, but I personally love when my, my woman sports her natural look. 
Yeah, confident. She's Alicia Keys. You know what I mean? Right. Like she's <laughs> she can she's afford, Alicia Keys. She can also afford all the skin treatments oh, and yeah. like all that stuff that for that upkeep. Mm-hmm. I think like also there's a difference between loving the way you look without makeup and just accepting it and being comfortable mm-hmm. with it. And I think they can be two different things. Yeah, because we always there's a lot of talk about body positivity and you know uh, body negativity, but there is something to be said about body neutrality mm-hmm. and just like accepting yourself for who you are and what you are. So. <laughs> if you could have one, the one wish is this. Either there is no makeup at all or you have to wear it every single day. Which would you go with? No makeup at all. No yeah. makeup at all. None. No makeup at all. Well, if I could just snap my fingers, yep. makeup every single day. But if I have to put it on myself, okay. no makeup. Right. The Bird Show. Time to get buzzed on the hot goss from Hollywood with Abby. It's the Bird Show's entertainment buzz. The Super Bowl hadn't even aired yet. And I was in tears. Yeah. I was in tears on Saturday morning, of almost 48 hours before the Super Bowl even occurred because I was getting some DMs all up in my messages. They're like, Abby, have you seen the new Cetaphil commercial? Abby, have you seen it? The Cetaphil commercial, it's so great. Have you seen the Cetaphil commercial? I'm like, okay, y'all can just say if it looks like I have dry, crusty skin. <laughs> Let's just be honest here. This is the thir- third time you've used You've used the word crusty today. It's just, I'm running out of words. <laughs> I feel like I'm out of that today, too, man. I'm so off today. I am so struggling right now. I know. I was, up, I was up refreshing the Google, trying to see who was going to win so I could go to bed. And they went into overtime, so I'm just sitting there. It's 1130. I'm refreshing, refreshing. And then, of course, the Chiefs won. I was like, oh, well, I can't go to bed and not see the photos of Taylor and Travis. And I was up waiting for those. Anyway, so Saturday morning, I'm hungover from our bitter ball, and people are telling me that I got crusty skin. So I decided to see what all the hubbub was about. So I click on this Cetaphil ad, thinking I was just going to see something that, you know, was subtweeting me about how dry my skin looks on these <laughs> Facebook commercials. And it was the most heart-wrenching ad I have ever seen oh, in no, my life. Was it? Oh, my God. It was so heartwarming. It was a it was an ad about a father and a daughter who bonded over football because the daughter's a Swifty and the dad loves football and he never really felt like he could connect with her until he buys her a jersey. He's got the number 13 on it. He's got one that's got yeah. number 89 on it. And then they snuggle up on the couch and they bond. It was so sweet. Yeah, this is your fault. This is women's fault because back in the day, football was just for guys. Okay? <laughs> there were no emotions involved. There were none of these sweet commercials, these uh-huh. Dove commercials now. Holy Christ. Oh. They just ripped your <laughs> heart out of your chest. <laughs> about girls playing sports? Yes! So this is your fault for now getting into the games more and more and more. Now there are more Swifties, so the commercials are becoming softer, so you got nobody to blame but your estrogen self. No. No, this is not our fault. This is the NFL's fault because, shocker, they want the other 50% of the world to tune in and watch football. God, I just remember, like, watching Old Spice commercials. I didn't have to worry about crying or anything. <laughs> <laughs> this is not our fault. It's the marketing team's fault. So, anyway. Those Dove commercials, man, every single one of them. Every single one. I know. Who knew soap could be so emotional? And who knew lotion would come in with like some strong, because the CeraVe commercial with Michael Michael Sarah Sarah. uh, was freaking hilarious. (laughs) Two completely opposite ends of the spectrum. So anyway, I'm sitting on my couch, hungover, crying, thinking about my relationship with my dad and Taylor. So I have two things that make me very emotional. (laughs) And somebody DM'd me and they said, hey, did you hear that? Cetaphil might have actually stolen this idea from a TikToker. And I was like, this just ruined it for me. <laughs> so uh, my friend Kelvy sent me a TikTok link to a user named Sharon Babazi. And she says Cetaphil copied her content for their commercial. Y'all, Cetaphil legit copied the TikToks I made with my stepdad back in September. Like, y'all could have at least given us some credit. What's up? It's the fact that they have a mixed race girl in the video and a white dad. I'm a black girl. My stepdad is white. Okay. And in the video, she's doing her makeup, her skincare on her vanity, and her white dad walks in. I was doing my makeup on my vanity, and my white dad walks in and tells me about football. For a second, I thought, okay, maybe it's a coincidence, until I saw the dad walk into her room and put skincare under his eyes, like what my stepdad and I did in our video, and he put eye patches under his eyes when he walked into my room. Like, literally, bar for bar, it's the same concept, same idea. So basically she's saying that they should have gotten credit for the idea because they probably saw it on TikTok and decided to make a very heartwarming commercial out of it for Cetaphil. Oh yeah, I'd be pissed if I were her. Yeah, mm-hmm. and her stepdad, which you can tell is very white in this next audio clip, is absolutely <laughs> outraged. Here's the deal. 
said Phil. That is a beautiful story that you have in your uh, commercial that's going to be on the Super Bowl. But it's our story. Beautiful content. My daughter made the content that you stole. I don't know if you paid somebody, your marketing department, if you've hired a company to make the commercial. All they did, bar for bar, took my daughter's content. So he, he's bar coming for bars. For bars <laughs> they're coming for Cetaphil's neck. So it's it puts a little bit of a bad taste in my mouth after hearing that they probably uh, mm-hmm. at least got some inspiration from it. But that wasn't the only emotional commercial. Did y'all see the Kia EV9 commercial with the granddaughter? Oh, my God. Yes. So the one that she was performing, she was ice skating and there was an empty seat. And so her and her dad drive to the house. And so she, and then we're sitting there watching it. Now, mind you, my is this another one of these heartfelt ones. Oh yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, see. So, and like, and so Grandpa's in a wheelchair, and they wheel him up to the window, and then like Dad strung up lights, and then he plugged him into his EV Kia, and then the lights light up, and there she is on the ice, and she does her whole um, ice skating routine for Grandpa, who couldn't because he was too ill make it to he her was, show. He was in a wheelchair. So he I'm sitting there, go. and I'm like, oh, it's so sweet. And my husband, who also had a few beers, goes. What, Grandpa can't will his ass outside? There's no, it's cold. He could be immunocompromised, baby. He can't go out in public and shit. It's so good. It's really sweet. Hey, hey Lee, even you were feeling it, dude? No, not me. Oh, so okay. we're all sitting there. That commercial comes on, and my son, in front of everyone who's 11 years old, goes, Dad, why, are, why is this commercial depressing about a car? <laughs> For more stories, head to the Burt Show podcast on your favorite listening platform. The Burt Show. I mean, let's be honest. Amer- uh, honest. Uh, America is just half-assing it today. You're just trying to get through it. I know this show is. <laughs> <laughs> I think everybody. And I don't know what part of the city or uh, the country you guys live in, but here it's all dark and rainy and stuff today. Then we were all up late probably watching the Super Bowl. I mean, good bosses would say, like, come in at noon or one or just take the day off because nobody wants to be here. <laughs> As someone who doesn't watch the sports that often can I ask a question I'm so tired I just turned my own microphone off um, <laughs> you finally got it right <laughs> half of our listeners agree with you uh, why isn't why don't they just move the Super Bowl to Saturday like yeah. I know it's mm-hmm. Super Bowl Sunday because this is the way it's always been done it just it would make so it would be easier yeah. for like literally everyone I mean we are a bunch of candy asses let's be honest I mean you're gonna, you're gonna ask to take a day off or, because you are uh, up late Watching a football game last night? Yes, yes. 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 The, the, the biggest football yeah. game ever. But yes. I do think they should move it up to Saturday night. And they've always just said because Sunday is like that's NFL day is Sunday. Mm-hmm. But on Saturdays, college football's over. There's exactly. nothing else going on. There is literally nothing else going on. There's right. no reason why it shouldn't be moved to Saturday. And if they can say- make the changes to college football to have like some sort of like mini playoff now, like they they actually have changed that. We can do this for the NFL. I think altogether we have to come together as Americans and just say that we are not responsible enough to do this on a Sunday night. <laughs> like, and the government should step in at this point and go, yeah, y'all suck. It's essentially a national <laughs> holiday almost. And I don't even follow football and I watched the game last night. It, it makes sense. It is such a big deal that most Americans tune in for. Why would you not? If other countries are listening in on this conversation right now, like, what do you think Japan thinks of us? Um, because I think that they would go, you know what? I understand this. If you were talking about the World Cup, mm-hmm. uh, okay. I would. they would probably say the exact same thing. Like, don't think I'm coming in the next day after the World Cup. Okay. So it wouldn't be that different. Okay. But we are a bunch of candy ass. <laughs> <laughs> For sure. All right. Our intern here is uh, having a little bit of a struggle with her mans. He's going to nursing school. All right. So you knew all this was coming. Yeah, so my boyfriend's a nurse, and recently he uh, is in labor and delivery. And let me preface, I am very proud of him. He's such an amazing caretaker. He's awesome, and what I think he's doing is so amazing. All right, now tear him down. (laughs) No, 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 no. (laughs) But I was going to bed at night, and I was just thinking about it. I was like, hmm, my boyfriend's seen probably three, maybe more other vajayjays. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't know what, what word we can say today. We didn't say vagina. Yeah, vaginas today, and I'm like, yeah. huh, that's interesting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, when, so he's in nursing school, and so he started his gynecological rotation, I guess. Yes, yes, okay. exactly. Okay. Yeah, and I'm like, hmm, I'm just, I've, 
I'm nowhere close. I could never be a nurse. <laughs> I could never see stuff like that. So I'm, I'm not used to that. <laughs> uh-huh. So I was just like, wow, this is an interesting spot to be in right now. So what's the fear here? Like he's making comparisons, like there's a there's like a vagina pageant going on in his head? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> I guess, you know, I, I, I just think maybe... I don't know. Like, it's just weird to think about, really. Like, it's like... It's an odd situation to be in as a couple. Exactly. If you think about it. Is it? Yes. I mean, even if, like, this is obviously, it's all medicinal. This Mm -hmm. is nursing school. Right. But if you take all of that out and be like, yeah, man, my man saw a bunch of vaginas today. Yeah. Like, it's it's a little... (laughs) Exactly. It's it's slightly off-putting. Yeah. To say the least. Yeah, I've always felt that way about male gynecologists. Like, did they just have an epiphany moment where it's like, mm, I would love to get paid to see vaginas every day. What was the thought process? You know what I mean? Because I would think the same thing. I would sexualize it. But I'm assuming... um, you know, he's in it for, for good reasons. But again, this is part, like, if nursing school, he doesn't want to be a gynecologist. He just has to do right, this. Right, exactly. Because it's part of the curriculum. Yeah, exactly. So this, exactly. Isn't, this isn't the long play. This, no. is, this goes on for, what, weeks, months? Yeah, he's in this uh, rotation for about four weeks. But I will say, in general, when he gets off... When he gets off of work <laughs> at the hospital, I will say he some of these shifts, he sees some crazy stuff. So I will say for maybe an hour or two when he gets back home, he's like, just don't touch me. For you know? <laughs> you know, just, just stay away from me. Put that away. You know? like, yeah. I, I see it today. Can you just put it away? Yeah, so that's been some. I get it. I, I dated a girl once that was a surgeon's assistant, and all like 80% of their surgeries dealt with male genitalia for some reason. Damn. And it was it was odd. I like I it was just to know that that's what she was looking at every single day and the coming home and telling me about it when I didn't necessarily want to hear the stories. I, I get where you're coming from. Right. I'm just gonna go ahead and assume like professionally like it's just a part at some point oh, like for sure. yeah definitely <laughs> but for the first couple of weeks i'm thinking you're judging a lot of them aren't <laughs> you're <a> human <laughs> it's, it's, it's hard to imagine you wouldn't be <laughs> at least i would be have you, now, but have you guys talked about it like have you expressed because it's not concern i wouldn't say you, what you're talking about is concern here but have you talked to him about it? like man it's kind of weird that you're looking at other legends uh-huh. i mean <laughs> a little bit because uh, he had to do the uh, the prep for it where you have to use the mannequins and check um, how dilated somebody is. Uh-huh. And he played a prank on me and he texted me and he was like, yeah, they actually like the girls had to like we had to practice on people in class. <gasps> and I was Wait, like, what? They didn't actually. It was oh. a prank. It's a good, I, I, it's a good one. I totally believed it. And I was trying to be super chill because I'm trying to be supportive. You know, right. I'm like I want him to, you know, achieve everything he wants to achieve. But I'm like, I know a lot of his friends in those classes. I'm like. But who was it? <laughs> like, that's really cool, like science, yeah, but <laughs> who did you do that to? <laughs> Joelle, good morning. You're on the Bird Show. Hi. Hi, good morning. Good I'm morning. an ER nurse, have been a nurse for seven years, and um, let me just say she has nothing to worry about because the majority of the people, male or women, that come in with their private parts, something's wrong with it, and there's oh, nothing yeah. attractive about that. So you got oh. that going for you. <laughs> yeah. So he's seeing yeah, some really jacked up yeah, things, right? Yeah. <laughs> if anything, it should make yours more appealing. Yeah. <laughs> I just got to stay healthy now. Yeah. <laughs> All right, can we be done now? Yes. Okay, this is over. Bye. Thanks for listening. Get more Bird Show fix at thebirdshow.com or follow us on social media at The Bird Show.